0: Girl, Judith.
1: And Corinne,
0: aha! We are back for another episode of Tinseltown
1: Tea. Yes, we are. The tea of the Tinseltown. Come on. That's all we do here. We do a lot more Yeah, we do. That's the gist of it, child. (laughs) Until the tea runneth over, child. Okay, so we are starting again with our would you rather, just to break the little ice. Yay. Um, Okay, so would you rather wear a wedding dress every single day or wear a bathing suit every single day? Wow. Um. (laughs) Wow. And it's a big ball gown. Oh, see? I was like, okay. With sleeves. (laughs) You
0: you have me in the 80s joint, the big ass poofy on the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I would okay I live it I'm like I have to make uh, Southern California damn it okay I would go with the the wedding dress
1: Thanks. No. <laughs> I
0: dress. would. it would be so cumbersome but I feel like I could just I don't know I feel like I could do more it would be so ridiculous but yeah me walking around in the bathing suit all over the place just trying to get to places and go to work and like okay it's just, it's not a business, I would feel, I would feel more comfortable, even as ridiculous as it is in a wedding dress, but actually, like, shoot, if I can wear that tuxedo, let me, let me put that on, and I'll mark that,
1: okay, but yeah, I would go with the wedding dress, how about you, Yeah, I would definitely do bathing suit because I was outside today and that bitch was about to die. (laughs) Yeah, so goddamn hot. So yeah, I can't even imagine. I would just pass out if I had to wear a damn every day. Like I would just be on the floor every every hour of every day. So I will have to do that bathing suit child and just I will have to work at a a surf shop or something. Smart. Live by the beach. So people be like, okay, she looks normal. And then I will just have to do my life.
0: Honestly, yeah. A lifestyle where you can constantly wear a bathing suit all the time sounds like the fucking business in <laughs> the life. Okay. That sounds, that sounds amazing. Ah, you got me on that. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. We'll, we'll just stroll on into the next segment, which is uh, no better, do better. And for y'all who don't know, basically we use the segment to kind of like share what we've learned, kind of uh, any inspirational quotes or whatever we feel like that can help us um, on our screenwriting journey and, you know, share with you. So um, for the article that we will be looking at in the main segment, I won't give it all away. This kind of ties into that, but basically I've just been um, trying to really tell myself to like keep my eye on the prize and understand like long-term goals and knowing that being a screenwriter, it's not a it's not a sprint. It's definitely a marathon. And, you know, if we want to go after our dreams, we can't be discouraged by the short-term stuff, you know? We have to really think long-term and have the endurance to go the long way. You know, the um the film industry, what uh, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> and it is not, you know, it is not an easy industry. And a lot of industries are not easy per se, but it takes a lot to really, you know, get some shit done and get in the door. And once you get in the door, it's not even over. And, you know, it's a constant grind. Um, And of course, right now we're, when the COVID airs, so a lot of us are trying to figure out what it's going to look like and how it's going to be and all that stuff. So we have to make sure that, you know, we keep our eye on the long-term prize, try not to compare, anything to other people and know that it is a marathon for the long haul. So don't be discouraged out there. I know a lot of y'all are on it, writing anyway, like, okay, out here in this pandemic, let me get all these stories out. Like, let me go. And I say hats off. You are doing the right thing. I'm trying to be like you. Um, (laughs) So yeah. So just a reminder that this is a marathon. We're all going to get there. We don't need to compare who gets there faster who gets there as long as you are on your journey in your own race to get there focus on that so yeah so that is mm-hmm. my no better do better
1: yes as uh sir nipsey hustle says it uh the marathon continues so okay um yeah don't uh just don't be looking at other people being like why well, i can't do that Because you don't know, first of all, what they did to get there. Because, you know, some people be slamming me up in here. Come
0: on. And you don't know
1: how long they've been working at it. They could have 10 years on you, child. So Mm -hmm. just, uh, yeah, always keep long game in mind. And don't be worried about what other folks are doing. Like, don't worry about that. Worry about yourself.
0: Period.
1: Point blank, period. Alright, so we're going to get straight into the news. We got some interesting news stories today. Seems like a lot of uh, superhero-y type of things going on that just dropped. Ooh. So, exciting, exciting news. So, first is there's a Batman teaser. So, I don't know if y'all heard, but Mr. Um, fucking glittery Edward nigga, fucking vampire nigga, is <laughs> the new Batman. <laughs> Robert... Pattison who was, it was uh <laughs> laughing because i don't
0: have the article up and i was like who is she?" i knew exactly who you were talking about i was like she's
1: talking about that damn twilight motherfucker yes, yes. <laughs> mr twilight himself Whew. is gonna be doing batman if y'all have not heard i don't know how i feel about Lance. i don't know um, i feel like you put on some
0: pounds or something
1: like yeah i, uh, I don't know I mean, but uh i think it's gonna be a movie okay and oh there's a movie okay and Noe okay, kravitz okay. is going to be the Catwoman in that joint um so that's interesting so the first teaser was released at dc fan dc fan dome on saturday it's set to restart production soon because obviously they had to stop um and it was set for release october 1st 2021 so over a year away so, like I said, Mr. Edward, Robert Paston is going to be Batman. Zoe Kravitz is going to be Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Colin Farrell is going to be the Penguin. Interesting. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah,
0: he's going to be oh. creepy as
1: fuck. <laughs> yeah, because he'd already be creepy to me as it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Interesting. I remember they had Danny DeVito as a Penguin once. Yeah, that was great. was like, Batman. I was like, oh, huh. You um, like oh, no. too. So that was a good choice. <laughs> um, Paul Dano, don't know who that is as the Riddler. Jeffrey Wright as the Commissioner Gore, and Andy Circus okay. as Alfred Pennyworth. Oh, I do know who Andy Circus is. So he was in Black Panther. He was the white dude with the fake arm, the the villain guy. Oh, he oh well, he's he a good guy. actor.
0: That motherfucker was. He's cool.
1: a real good actor. Terrifying. Um, <laughs> He is very scary. And he played one, he played an ape on Planet of the Apes, the new Planet of the Apes. Okay, I didn't that see that. But so he okay, did good. whatever that type of motion capture acting. He played the, the main ape. Oh! <laughs> that was a uh, covering stuff. Um, who's for actor? I'm excited for that. Okay, good. Juan Turturro T- as Car- Carmen Falcon. I don't know much of the Batman people. And Jamie Lawson as Bella Riel. Okay. So yeah, so um I think originally Aisha Tyler was supposed to be Oh yeah Catwoman, cat woman. Um, but now it's so Zoe Kravitz. Okay. Um, I like Zoe Kravitz, so we'll Go see on. what she do. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I know some of y'all black folks don't be liking her like that, but I don't see why she, right. she she's still black, so very much that's so. Um so y'all start hating in <laughs> So, weird. so yeah, let's look out for our sis next year as Catwoman. Nice. She is doing a little thing thing with her acting. Mm-hmm. Right, so now our computer wants to stop. Oh, no. So let me wait a second. No but just as context, Shaz- Shazam mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is going to be coming out. I don't know, nice. probably this year once the article loads. And Sinbad was added to the cast. So if y'all know Shazam is, don't confuse it with Kazam, because that's what I did. That's exactly what I did, child. I thought it was the goddamn movie with um, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal. Yep. That was terrible and it is not that guys it is shazam so that came out in 2019 it was i think it was a kid and his was he would turn into an adult superhero yep so don't be you know alarmed if you don't know the movie i think it was for kids but yeah y'all can see it go check out sinbad i think sky all right so next story we're going to be talking about shazam 2 not to be confused with kazam okay which was with um shaquille o'neal which was a terrible ass movie that came out in the 90s <laughs> so this one is a sequel to a movie that came out last year 2019 it was about a kid who his superpower was he would be he would basically like turn into an adult superhero mm-hmm. um so yeah, it'll be titled Fury of the Gods. So apparently I'm just gonna name the black people that's in it. Megan Good <laughs> is in that genre. Ah, Go ahead, Megan. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, okay, sis. Doing a little superhero and then um uh so Sinbad joined the cast, nice. which is really good because I love me some Sinbad. Um yeah. All right. So yeah it's coming out november 4th 2022 so okay you got some time if you're yeah. interested in that just look out for sinbad and megan good in shazam 2 in 2022 that should be good i know i'm excited. okay so this one i'm really excited for static shock oh god come on be a live action film it's an early development from warner bros and dc comics i love me some damn static shock if you guys don't know who it is it was a young black man superhero he had dreads and so he had some really cool powers yes um i think his powers are like how to do like electricity and shit i all knows he fucking dealt with lightning. So i was like that's cool Perfect. Um, So, yeah, a surprise announcement came out at the DC fandom, which is probably why all these stories are about superheroes because they have some DC convention. Um, So, yes, in development, and then an animated film is also possible as well. They're trying to revitalize Milestone Media Mm. um, by having, they're going to be releasing a new Static Shock digital comic series set for February 2021. Um, They're going to have the original Static Shock graphic novel. And something called Icon and Rocket coming back. Hmm. Um, so, they're going to be remastering some stuff from Milestone. And I don't think they have many details about what it's going to be. Mm. Um, but they know they're serious about launching the comic book series for Static Shock and developing the movie. And oh all they know that it's going to be feature film and live action. Nice. So, <laughs> so, if you guys don't know about Static Shock, I'm going to tell you a little bit because I love some Static Shock. So, Virgil Hawkins, he first appeared in June 1993 in the comic books and the show, the highlights of his origin story. He's a young guy getting mixed up in a gang. Why he gotta be in a gang? Um, That put him in the wrong place at the wrong time in the comics, some kind of quantum juice gives him his electromagnetic powers that come from radioactive tear gas that the police use to merc gang members. Oh wow that sounds real black. Yeah. Um, yes. so, <laughs> Even the term merc. I was like, is that yeah. an official term
0: or we just we just out use it in slang but I guess it's well,
1: official. I didn't know he was a gang like he was in the gangs that was his origin story. Never knew that. Mm. Um okay mm. so the incident was known as the Big Bang, and that's where his powers come from. So that's his origin story. And I think he had a animated show on Nick Nickelodeon, maybe. Oh, so I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like I used to watch it when I was a kid. So just look mm-hmm. out for that if you are a fan of Static Shock. Um, it's a pretty cool. It's pretty cool thing to oh, me to see like a black superhero with dreads I thought that was cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. Look out for that. They don't have any details, really, but they'll be releasing them soon, because they said they real serious about this. Okay. I'm serious, too. Get with me. Hey. All right. So, next is Greenleaf spinoff. Lady May is the secret. Delilah, I do not watch the show, and I don't no know do much I. about it, but I know... The girls and gals love it. Yo, y'all are
0: going hard on this
1: show. (laughs) Y'all love it. So it is, um, I think it's on OWN and has to do with Preacher. And it has that one guy who is so scary. He always plays a mean, scary guy. He's Mm. an older black man. Yes. He's really talented, though. He's been on a lot of stuff, man. I got to look him up. Yeah. (laughs) I can't even, like, think of something right now to look up his name. But Mm -hmm. (sighs) he was in a barbershop. He oh. was the lone the lone shark in Barbershop. Look at
0: us. We're like, hold
1: on, whatever. <laughs> I like to give people names. Um I think he was. Yeah, he was the one that Ice Cube made the deal with get Munties.
0: He owe oh, it uh Gregory Allen Williams.
1: Gregory Allen Williams. Yes. Mm-hmm. So shout out to him. He's been grinding for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um yeah cool. so let's get that so let me just get into um, I like away from the darn story No, you're so been... the sequel or they're calling it a sequel mm. um it's gonna be a new show called Delilah and I'm guessing Delilah is Lynn Whitfield's character well come love on me some, love me some Lynn Whitfield child so she's gonna um, be playing the main I'm watching it all right I'm gonna watch it. even if I don't know what's going on I'm watching because I like yeah. her yeah um Yeah, so they released a teaser at the finale, at the Greenleaf finale. And I guess people, there's actually no real information, but fans are just speculating that it's going to be a new show called Delilah. Oh. Okay, Okay. so y'all getting real detective y out here. Okay. So, the showrunner for Greenleaf didn't say much, but he did give strong hints that Lady May's role so I'm guessing Lynn Whitfield's role would be important to the overall storyline they said there's going to be a five season plan Um, but yeah so it's not it may not be an immediate development but if you are a fan of Greenleaf look out for that and if you're a fan of you know miss glenn whitfield look after that as well and support because she's been grinding for the longest child. Yep.
0: And It's and also on netflix too so i think i don't know if it's like as current seasons but you know how sometimes older
1: oh yeah seasons
0: they come out on netflix so if y'all want to you know i might get into it um just to catch up with you hoes um it's on Netflix.
1: yep, so, yep. yeah i think it's about like a pastor maybe seven pastors. Yes. don't quote me now yeah i think i think it's in tennessee
0: i could be wrong but yeah they mm-hmm. yeah it is about a a, a church fan like a family of a church big mega church and how they interact with one another and all that beautiful stuff yeah
1: ooh mega church interesting because mm-hmm. mega church drama, be interesting. Drama. Mm-hmm. interesting okay mm-hmm. yeah i might give that a little world mm-hmm. um one of these days <laughs> once i catch up on the game because that's what i've been watching come on okay. um okay so next and i'm gonna choose my words very carefully with this article because i have my own opinions and uh it's a very loaded subject so nick cannon as you guys heard was fired from his contract with viacom cbs after they claimed that he made anti-semitic statements which I'm gonna be real I did not agree with that mm. but y'all know how y'all do and y'all know how they do so I'm gonna shut my mouth but it come to me next um <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah so if you guys didn't hear it was a big thing he they said that he said anti-semitic or er, statements and that he made um statements about um conspiracy theories which they're not really conspiracy theories but mm-hmm. whatever Um, so yeah, they're now hopeful to rebuild a relationship with him because he's been talking with Jewish leaders, yada yada yada. He apologized publicly, which you kind of have to do when stuff like that happens. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, they said that he uh admitted ownership for his mistakes and he's going to educate himself about. The Jewish community, and that um, they are hopeful. I'm not. It's a long ass statement, but they're hopeful mm-hmm. for um, to rebuild their relationship with him because I'm pretty sure he brought a lot of peoples to you know his shows. I think he had multiple things on there. He had a podcast yeah. and um, wow, wild has been on
0: forever,
1: forever. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, they are hoping to rebuild their relationship with him um and all of that jazz so mm-hmm. happy to hear that he is um you know rebuilding that relationship but I don't think he should just went somewhere else if that's the case mm-hmm. like, yeah why even go back if you want to if you want to speak your truth and speak the truth then why mm-hmm. go back to people who who fired you because you was saying some stuff that they ain't like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so but Ain't none of my business. Get mm-hmm. what you gotta do. Do what you gotta do to make it a little monty's, but um, stay true to yourself. So I gotta say, brother, okay. I will not judge you either way. Yeah. yeah. Let's uh let's hopefully he gets back to his monty's. Yeah. Because I think he's a good guy and I personally, I, you know, read what he said and a lot of stuff he was saying was true mm-hmm. and I didn't really see how it could be deemed as hate speech, but then, then again, you know, I'm not the only person with opinions, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it, I don't think I don't think this will, I mean, since he's at
0: the stage where they're saying hopeful to rebuild, you know, when you have statements like that, that means, you know, he's working, he's not gonna, he still won't be collecting checks at the end of the day. And I think he, you know, I think he deserves, I think he deserves to do that, you know, and he apologized. So he can move forward from this and still continue um, to work, work in this business. People have been uh, canceled for way worse not, not say say, said. i mean just just saying i'm not defending what he said i'm not saying i agree or disagree but if he's you know if he's taking ownership of it he's sitting down with the right people then he can move forward and um you know continue to build the stuff because he's he's worked in the industry for a really really long time and exactly um we know he has <laughs> twins to feed so let's,
1: <laughs> <Mariah> <laughs> let's... Carey, <the> twins okay <laughs> Which they gonna be bougie as hell.
0: That's a, that's expensive uh child uh support uh payments. So yes.
1: uh <laughs> My so grandma, almost, hi.
0: she'll hit you with the high <laughs> note and take all your eardrums out. <laughs> so you better come on. Come on with <laughs> it. So, <but> I'm, <laughs> yeah, so I'm glad he's moving forward and I'm sure he'll be okay. So yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he'll be absolutely fine, mm-hmm. and y'all just continue to pray for him as well, because I know he was going through some mental health stuff after everything oh, happened. Yeah. We never, we never like to see that. I don't ever like to hear anybody saying that they don't want to be on this earth, because that's not something, you know, that anybody yeah. should be going through or feeling, right. so mm-hmm. y'all continue to send good vibes to the brother, because mm-hmm. he is, he does do a lot for our community, and we cannot forget that. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, he is really down for us, so... And some people are, um, what's it called, threatened by that. So mm-hmm. that's I think that's what I think happened here. But mm-hmm. anyway, so I'm gonna be very careful with my words. Next, <laughs> so we are going on to, um, this show called P Valley, which is on the Showtime, I believe. Yeah, I believe so. I Showtime or Stars, one of those. One of those channels that I cannot. Thank afford. you. I cannot afford right now, guys. So many, but. but. So many. I did hear that it was great. Yes. And Brandy Evans says that she is still in shock from the love that she received for the show P Valley and its critical acclaim. Which, why are you shocked, girl? Because from what I heard, it was fun. It looks good from the trailer. I was like, damn. Oh, wait. I don't
0: have money to get another subscription. Goddamn. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So she, just a little um, very humble quote from her. She said, I knew that the show was good and I prayed and I hoped that the world would receive it. But who child." These fans, y'all go hard. That's so sweet. Is that a direct quote? Who child? Yes, <laughs> article, That's so cute. That's <laughs> she says they are very invested and they have questions. And they are very involved, and I love it. So it has currently a hundred percent fresh rating from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, that's um, not easy.
0: Come on.
1: Yeah, it's very not hard. I mean, it's very not hard. It's very easy. <laughs> Yeah. To, to get that yeah. um mm-hmm. and uh she, yeah she said that she wants to stay humble and grounded which is good in the light of her success and she's still taking acting classes which is good oh, you know always, yeah improve upon your craft as you always you know should mm-hmm. so she's a very humble lady it sounds like and very excited to see her success and see what she does next. I'm going to see if I can maybe get a free trial of oh. Showtime Amazon
0: That's Amazon smart. That's
1: smart. and uh, Blessings and see if I can <laughs> watch it in seven days before they charge me. Come on,
0: because then we're going to cancel. We don't have time, yeah.
1: like truly. I just cannot, I can't afford it right now. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do what we got to do and Amazon can take the hit on the money. <laughs> because uh jeff bezos got enough so he can take so that little eight dollars that i can't pay right now he can save this economy with
0: the money he got right now like come on girl
1: child thank um, you better. that's ugh, for real ugh. oh it's actually on stars y'all sorry y'all so okay stars. and it comes on sundays at 8 p.m eastern 7 p.m okay. central time so if you do have stars and you balling like that um catch it live why, not? why um, not but if not just go on amazon get you the stars channel pay for do the free trial like i said and support the show because it's critically claimed 100 fresh okay i want to see that it's good and it has a black leaf so mm-hmm. we're all for that i'm all for that as usual Me too. so yeah that's the news hey all right so with that we'll
0: be um right back with the main segment
1: Yeah, i gotta watch that because yeah. everybody talking about it Little yeah.
0: i saw the uh trailer and i was like "Oh, i'm gonna say this it reminds me of like it's basically like uh hustlers but probably tv series but
1: better oh so it's about strippers because i can't mm-hmm. even remember what it was about and the arguments even say nothing about what it was about
0: yeah that's about strippers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we back with the main segment now if y'all are new to the show which i doubt you are but we're just gonna go over it so with the main segment from time to time we uh well, we haven't done a long time but sometimes we do interviews sometimes we uh do movie reviews sometimes we do script reads and this week we're gonna have um one where we just uh, share research resource excuse me with you And um, we're going to talk about pretty much the main topic, uh, which is an educational one, are 10 things you learn after you become a professional screenwriter. Now, this article was uh, sent. I'm on the ScreenCraft. If you go to uh, ScreenCraft.org, they send out a lot. If you get on their mailing list, they send out articles, resources. They're really good about it. And they have really good uh, contests as well. For screen for script writers that are like really held high in the industry so check them out all the resources are good and so this article was uh, made um august fourteenth, 2020 and it's by ken uh, mia excuse me miyamoto so it's a, actually a really good article and i'm just gonna go through it but um yeah basically the overall gist of this article is kind of a wake-up call for all of us who are screenwriters? Who want to be screenwriters? I mean, for those of us, who, for those of you who are working screenwriters, all of this you already know. Like. It's no surprise to you uh, for those of us who are screenwriters, but we're fighting to get in the writer's room and we're trying to get that big break. There are some things that we need to keep in mind and understand. And it goes back even to the "no better, do better where it is a marathon. You have to, it's, it's the long run. And, um, if your dream is just to be in the writer's room and you think you get there and that's it, you have made it. Think again. <laughs> it's a long, long, long process, baby. And, uh, Ken in this article went ahead and bursted all of my bubbles and went ahead and reminded mm-hmm. me that, uh, you know, I was listening to the Britney Spears song. It's called, uh, it's so old, but it's called work. It was like, get to work, bitch. I was like, he was like, you want a Lamborghini? <laughs> you want to get to work? I was like, damn, really you got to get in my business, bitch. Okay. So yes. So we're going to go through this again. Uh, 10 things you learn after you become a professional screenwriter. Cause I believe everyone who's listening here, who's not in the writer's room or hasn't sold a script that is coming to us. Okay. And so yes. when that comes to us, we gotta, we gotta be mindful of some certain things. All right. So the first thing that we have to be mindful of is that it's damn hard to get something produced period. You know, mm-hmm. um, a lot of us think that, Oh, well, We just get something produced and, you know, we meet the right person um, and then that's it. No, there are several factors to not only Writing. It's already hard enough to write that screenplay. If you have the right discipline and put everything but it's another thing to get it made. There are several factors. So here uh, Ken highlights and I'm not even gonna read the whole thing, but he writes, it's not just about the script, it's about financing, marketing, and packaging. Many stars have to align before your script is even mentioned in the same whisper of a, any studio or production company production schedule. So the lesson learned from this: go into every deal with leveled expectations, right? So don't think it's like ha, I got the one meeting, uh, they're gonna do everything and we fit in the go. No, even if you have financing, marketing, and packaging, even when we read later on, at any one of those stages, your movie could fall apart. I remember watching the, um, your movie or TV show, quite frankly. So I I remember watching The Hollywood Reporter and it was the year that um, Straight Outta Compton was getting a lot of recognition and it was a great movie. And Ice Cube was in the round table and he was like, the (laughs) the thing that he said, he was like, making a movie in Hollywood is, Hard, period, point blank Mm -hmm. is hard, and I was like, damn, he's been making movies since you know, fucking like Friday, and all the fucking like, even him at this stage, and it finally is like being nominated. He's like, listen, it was not easy, (laughs) point blank, period. Like, I was like, even for him, he's a big name. If he's saying that, then. I mean, it must be facts. So the next thing, oh, and just to review again, it's damn hard to make some, get something produced, but it doesn't mean it's impossible. It's just hard. So it's understand we have to keep level expectations going in and not think everything is coming quick, 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 right away. Quick, quick, quick. No, it, it takes time and it takes a lot of work. So, so another
1: side to ooh, that, one, like mm-hmm. a side note, yes, is I think that kind of is if you're looking for a studio to, like, pick something up and produce it for you, that that is hard as hell. Like, it's hard to get a studio to care about your idea enough to put money into it. Mm -hmm. And, but if you don't want to have to do that, try to do it yourself. It ain't gonna be easy to do it yourself, but um, at least you won't have to go through, like, getting that studio to, like, want to pick your shit up and produce it. Because it is hard. It is really hard to get even if you're like famous, some of these mm-hmm. studios will be like, no, <laughs> no, I like, know I am. But then a lot of bad stuff gets made, which I'm like, how does that happen? Oh. But it happens all the time. Uh, I don't know how, aware. but I mean, it is hard to get a studio to pick your stuff up and produce it, but always, always be prepared to do it yourself if you need to. It's not oh. going to be easy either, but don't be afraid to do it yourself you got to, child yep and just then no just be ready to work <laughs> get get
0: to work bitch period like rihanna said work 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 work, work okay period you mean so, work okay <laughs> Woo. okay so the second thing actually picking like perfectly back off to what corey was saying especially with the studio stuff it's all about the packaging right so when we say packaging it's all who's attached right so one of the first things, like, basically, like, in Hollywood, as is laid out here in this article, no screenplay can be produced without a director, name, talent, and financing. And those three elements are usually a part of, like, dependency on how far it goes. Now, this is in the studio realm. If You're independent, and you're doing your thing, and you're like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to crowdsource and all that stuff, you do what you got to do. And that's happened before. You know, people have... You know, made excellent films, whether it's the Sundance realm or other independent independent, you know, films and really built up their name that way, please go for it. That's a different difficulty as well. Don't get it twisted. It doesn't mean it's easier. It's just a different way. And that way you can go outside of the studio realm and a lot of us are being creative and doing that. But in this realm, so it's like, okay, you need director, name, talent, and financing, right? So the director attached is usually what leads to the visual part of the film. That gives people an idea of what it's gonna be looking at, looking like, right? So a Spike Lee joint is different from an Ava DuVernay um directed film which is different from a wes anderson which is different from a steven spielberg they switch up the visuals they have a a a visual story and style most of the time now of course having a good director is great attached and for tv it's called a showrunner and having those like two helm if you have really good people at the helm of it more likely it will be produced not to say it will automatically it's more more likely because everybody's risk averse they want to make sure they have the best people and that people can fill the seats so that's why even like Mm -hmm. um having the best actor the talent to name of it can actually get something and they named here in the um in the um article an example about how bad things are but um so basically he said you'd be surprised who passes for a name talent for some production you may be a b c or d list name to most um but when it comes to packaging a feature or a pilot any notable name means a better return on investment so people feel like okay you have a bigger name so the example that they gave the never forgotten actors like um ian uh, uh Zaring, and Tara Reid, and they created the Sharknado franchise. Oh, so, like, I don't even know who Ian is. So sorry, sir. Sorry to you. <laughs> but, I know Tara Reid, and I know her from yeah. other stuff, but mainly because of Sharknado. I didn't even watch Sharknado. I was like, really? There were so many jokes, and they had so many movies. I think Portia Williams was in one of the Sharknados, oh, or man. it will be.
1: I'm like, well, see? Okay. All right. Okay. I knew Tara because she fell off. That's how I knew her. I knew <laughs> <fell off. laughs>
0: go ahead girl but yeah so pretty much as outlined in here the lesson learned from this part is it's not a go until the whole package is assembled so it's about being patient just because you have a good script just because you have a good um I don't know just because you have a good script doesn't mean anything you have to have like the good people attached to it and that's how it is more likely to get made at least in the studio realm. so the next the next um I guess, yeah, number three, um, which is, I think it's hard to learn, but it's a lesson we need to learn is always be ready for a project to die, right? And I think it also, because there's so many factors at play, and um, he outlines, it's like, okay, so let's say you got you got you know the the right director attached everything's attached right you got the director you have the Mm -hmm. financing and you have the actor well something might come up with the actor they need to they're they're taking a long time shooting another film before they start on yours and then it backs it up a couple weeks right oh that's backed up a couple weeks the director that you had attached is like hey girl i'm supposed to be filming this blockbuster Um, in the next week. So I don't have time for that, right? So now you're trying to get a new director and then the studio is like, um, sorry girls, we're not doing it without this director. It's a big name. So, and all these other directors you gave me, don't know her, we're not doing this. And then if they're like that, and then the fine, so at any given point, anything could happen with schedules and you're constantly fighting to make sure that your thing is being made you know so the idea mm-hmm. that oh yeah. you have everything put together anything can fall apart there's scheduling people get sick unfortunately we never knew the coronavirus would be an, a factor <laughs> when nobody was yeah. working, you know what I mean I can't imagine some of the projects have that have gone to the wayside because of the coronavirus Child. so we really need to you know really consider like sometimes your projects die and that's why we as screenwriters, we got to make sure we have more than one idea. Like we got to keep, we got to keep going. We can't just be so attached to one thing. Like, yes, it's sad, but like, you have to have more than one thing ready to go. A lot of irons in the fire, as, as they would say. So the lesson learned that Ken uh, mm-hmm. outlined it here is as a professional screenwriter, you need to manage your expectations and prepare yourself for heartbreak. And it sucks. Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst, because mm-hmm. there's a lot that can happen within that doesn't mean it's impossible but you know not not all of our projects are going to be made you know not not all the time even if you are like one of the biggest stars some of the things they, they 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 fall off so number four if you can't collaborate you can't work in this industry this industry like even if you're a director even if there's so many things that comes together to make a movie you have to be able to work with a team you have to be able to work with different personalities and honestly create boundaries for yourself you don't have to work with everybody if someone has a bad reputation and they they're bringing bad juju and bad energy you need to you need to protect it because even that can bring the whole process down quite frankly when egos are involved and nobody's Mm -hmm. listening to each other so you have to be able to create um A work environment where you can collaborate with many different types of people in the article. He even pointed out like, you know, a lot of a lot of times we have these big name directors. That they get whatever like it's like, okay, whatever they say goes right and they just go on set and they do whatever they do. And, you know, people just fall in line, which is amazing. Right. But for most of us, especially if it's your first professional screenwriting job it's your first directing job a lot of times that's not the case. There's going to be a lot of fighting um, voices, right? And you have to learn, even in that industry, you have to learn, okay, what's my voice? How do I communicate this to this person? How do I communicate this to the financier? Okay, the studio's giving me notes. How do I incorporate that without losing the integrity of the movie? How do I, you know what I mean? There's a lot of things. So you have to be able to, yeah, work with, work with a lot of people and a bad reputation follows you you know so lesson learned here that can outline be humble and be open to new and different ideas Mm. so that's great advice also make sure you know you have your integrity No, like oh okay no we said the actor is going to be black so therefore the actor is going to be black like sometimes you know you have to work you gotta you know stick to your guns but know when to like also be open to new ideas and collaborate and still protect your integrity as a screenwriter director actor all those things so number five screenwriting deals aren't lottery wins right so i'm just gonna read this straightforward i think you did a really good job of highlighting this so hollywood doesn't pay out like they used to the days of the seven figure checks written out without hesitation are over. Sure, six figures are nothing to scoff at, but once the taxes are taken out and the percentages to your representation are shared, those Mm -hmm. dollar signs diminish quickly. I'm going to say it again. Uh, But once the taxes are taken out (laughs) and the percentages of your representation is shared, (laughs) those dollar signs diminish quickly. So you can't just be like, Ah, once I get this one big gig, everything will be fine. That's not the case. You need lots of paid gigs to maintain your status as a professional screenwriter. It's about the career, the long-term goal. It's not just the one project. So you need to keep working. You need to keep grinding and networking, okay? And if you don't, if you don't understand how to do that, be a good collaborator, it's gonna be hard because it's from gig to gig, right? So if, you, if nobody wants to work with you on this gig, Guess what? On the next gig, they're going to be like, no, we're not hiring you. You were so difficult. Mm-hmm. You didn't want to work with nobody. You want to listen. You were the worst. Like, nah, I'm not hiring you. Now, to be fair, there's some exceptions, you know, depending on how much power and money you got, you know, people will accept foolishness. But since we are not like that, we are good human beings, and we're just we trying to make our stuff and do that, we have to protect our, um, our reputation. It goes with that. And you have to, like, continue to, like, protect your relationships to go to the next gig. So, yeah, once, just because the dollar signs come in doesn't mean anything. Also, this is also great to keep in mind. You're not given a single big number check after you sign the dotted line. The studio or financier will break the payment into a few checks. The first will be the upfront check for the purchase or assignment, which equates to the first draft. Then after you receive notes, you'll dive into the second draft and get paid another fourth for the overall contract dollar amount. Right. So basically, if they don't like a certain draft. They don't have to pay you the rest of the check. Right. If They don't like it. And they keep coming back and keep coming back and they're like, you know what, no, we're done. Guess what. (laughs) That's it. You know, at least for you. So Lesson learned here that Kim outlined, you are not on easy street when you sign a contract for an assignment or acquisition. Be responsible. Know how the payout will fall after taxes, commissions, and possible contract uh, shakeups. And appreciate every single paycheck you get.
1: No, that's right.
0: So that's the real, real. Like, we think, oh, no, 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 no. They're like, nope, you got to pay this person. You got to pay that person. Oop, did that check not come through? Oh, we don't like that. Okay, boom. Like, it's, it's it's way more complicated than we think than just getting a big check and going off and making our own project, so let's keep that in mind. So number six, don't focus on one big break or a brilliant concept. Again, we cannot put all our eggs in one basket. We have to be able to basically, you know, continue to create and practice that muscle of writing and practice that muscle of creative, um what's the word creative brainstorming and juices flowing and being inspired like it's a it's a it's a it's it's a muscle it's like muscle memory you have to keep doing it in order to get faster at it and a lot of times i'll add like you have to take care of yourself i know for me if i'm burnt out nothing creative is coming out i can't i can't do i can't you know what i mean so you have to really understand yourself take care of yourself get the rest that you need because when the time comes that you know we're called for that gig or whatever you got to be ready to go Like, period, you know? Um, So yeah, you need to always be developing and writing screenplays, you know? You need to have like a full body of work so that even if, okay, I can't think of an idea, it's like, hold up, I have this script back then, maybe they'll like this. Oh, somebody else is doing something similar? Oh, we got this idea. Oh, you know, we got something else. Oh, no, okay, I have that. So we need to make sure that we're constantly practicing. And honestly, I'm telling myself this, because I need to own on that. So lesson learned that Ken outlined here, it's, uh, it's all about creating a process that allows you to create on an ongoing and ever-growing body of work that you can always turn to. You know what I mean? It's a continuous process, continuous process. All right, number seven, the days of endless rewriting are over. So basically that means when they say it's go time, the have screenwriting contract will give you eight to 12 weeks to finish the first draft so that's if you're talking about a feature film that's 120 about 100 to 120 pages if we're talking about um a television show whether it's a 30 minute um comedy that's about what 30 to 45 no 30 pages and i think for an hour long it's like 45 pages so mm-hmm. you you got to know the structure you got to bang it out they don't have time <laughs> they're not going to give you six months to Thank a you. year sometimes they're like let's go let's go let's go the grind is real so um the better we practice giving ourselves deadlines and working on those knowing how to work in that time frame and really bust it out even now with our everyday life the better we are because when we jump into it and that's all we're doing that we'll know how to like Bang it out. So we need to, you know, really, basically, get ready for that opportunity. What's that? Oh, well, wow. man, what's that quote everybody says? Like, preparation plus something equals success, or preparation plus
1: uh, opportunity.
0: There we go. Success. That, that's what it is. So it's about constantly preparing yourself for that opportunity. Because if we're constantly working and we're constantly networking, those opportunities will come for us. You know what I mean? Sorry. We might not know the time. We not know, but like if we're you don't have, you know, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Uh, I mean, it's just a fact. So lesson learned that Ken outlined here is train yourself to write under professional deadlines. Taking six months or more to finish a screenplay isn't going to do you any favors in the long run. So you have to, you have to really train yourself to really bust out good quality stuff and stuff that represents your voice. And, um, really fresh ideas you know what i mean to really 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 be in that space all right number eight screenwriting education doesn't stop when paychecks start coming in you're constantly a student guys things change in this industry i mean i don't even know you know before when they didn't even have a uh, final draft child people was uh space barn even then like writing it by hand and stuff things are constantly mm-hmm constantly changing and moving you have to be on top of it people are playing with format in a different way you know what I mean I remember seeing um articles about the uh oh, what's that film where um I think it's silent place so uh silent place is a horror film about this family and the monsters can only hear you so they have to be silent right and they have full pages of just one word sometimes two words so they play with format so you can understand that this is like essentially most of the film was silent and they had to figure out how they're going to write the action right and it's different for everyone you know technically if you're a new screenwriter understand you know structure but things change all the time and we're trying to figure out ways and move and grow and all that stuff in fact he says it here um so just because you get the one thing doesn't mean you stop right so you settled for paid writing assignment you get your first check right it's a thrill you know by all means celebrate but so you finally made it right no now it's about getting the next job right then it's about getting something produced then it's about getting something better produced and so on and so on you keep you keep going you keep going to try and make it so it's all about maintaining a career so the lesson learned here is never become complacent thinking that you've learned everything it is that you need to know the education never ends so I, I don't see the in that you are correct. Um, and number nine, relationships equal future employment. Again, this goes back to the collaboration thing. Like if people don't wanna work with you, if you don't maintain those relationships, I mean, it's all about networking, then, you know, it's hard. It's hard to get another gig, you know? People wanna work with people that they like working with. These projects, mm-hmm. like being on set, if you, I don't wanna be on set with people who are like the worst for, hours just you're just complaining all that you ain't shit you, you you nasty like nobody wants that and now people are just calling you out for that stuff remember um what's that child's name she was on um glee i think her name is leah leah or something
1: michelle
0: thank you she, she tried to type in oh black lives matter one of the black people on there was like uh but clearly you don't believe so because every time you tried to um say nasty things to me remember that and then the whole cast and crew came on like yeah girl i remember when you did this i was like yeah I, damn they just called her on out so it's important to maintain relationships and even if you get away with it after a while it catches up to you and it's not a good look it's it's not mm-hmm. so. Yeah. So lesson learned here that can outline be nice, be professional, be thankful for the opportunities um, that have been given to you. It's all, everybody loves a a person with um, gratitude. Now, you know, Uh, stand up
1: for yourself though.
0: Okay. Yes. I was about to say, let's add that if somebody's being abusive and they ain't shit, then you're allowed to definitely advocate for yourself and be like, ah, no, that's not cool.
1: You tried it.
0: You really tried it and it's unnecessary. You tried it. So yes. so yes, be thankful, be grateful, but also you're a human being, you deserve to be treated with respect. I don't care what your position is on the docket, because they'll really no. try and be like, oh, you're a PA, oh, you're a oh, this, da, da. no, everyone needs to be treated so like they're human beings. So everybody needs to be professional, everybody needs to be thankful, and mm-hmm. everybody needs to be nice. Okay? Okay. So last but not least, 10, find the fun and retain the passion. Ooh. I'm just going to read this because i think ken summed it up Um, as a professional screenwriter you mostly you're mostly working on projects that you haven't created but just because you aren't the natural father or mother doesn't mean you you can't love and nurture the child as your own the true sign of a great pro screenwriter is to find the fun and passion in any assignment period so yeah i think ken did um a great job of outlining that i'm just going to review um one through ten real quick number one it's damn hard to get something produced number two it's all about packaging number three always be ready for a project to die you know Um, four if you can't collaborate you can't work in this industry number five screenwriting deals aren't lotteries one number six don't focus on one big break or brilliant concept Number seven, the days of endless rewriting are over. Stay ready, y'all. Eight, screenwriting education doesn't stop when the paychecks start coming in. Always educate yourself. Uh, Number nine, relationships equal future employment. And 10, find the fun retain the passion so it's okay if you didn't get all of that that was a lot but i thought it was super helpful um we're gonna share the link of the screen wrap uh, excuse me screen craft article by uh ken uh, Miyamoto. i think he did a great job and uh yeah you can even go and um you know he's worked in the film industry for nearly two decades most notably as a studio liaison for sony studios and then as a script reader and story analyst for sony pictures so he knows what he's doing um and yeah check out the article i think it's helpful and we really have to prepare ourselves because we're going to be our projects are going to be major so we got to be prepared stay ready so we don't have to get ready and uh know what what's ahead of us so that we can succeed and get to that place that we want to be so yeah that's uh that is that for the main segment yeah, yeah.
1: thanks thank you judith for going through that list so importante make sure that you i'll put the link to this list yes in the description so that you can click on it print it out put it on your wall whatever you need to do child just do it okay mm-hmm. because don't tell, don't say we need to help you with none not <laughs> like that. okay so yeah just make sure that you you know look at this stuff resonate on it think about it because these are all the facts of life when it comes to this industry and Mm -hmm. it's not all glitz and glam like y'all think it is so Mm -hmm. just be ready for hard truths guys Mm -hmm. all right so we can just go straight into our last segment because you should know where we highlight up and coming or already veterans in this industry usually black folks that you should know because they are doing the damn thing and or they did the damn thing and you should know who they are so I'll start with mine, Miss Felicia D. Henderson. Hey. Hey. So she has had a very long career in this industry. She has worked on a lot of our fave black. Um, family sitcoms like Moesha, Sister, Soul Food, and she's done a lot more than that, but those are just some of the things that she's been in that I personally love and have grew up on. So she's definitely had a very good career. Just gonna go through her career just to see I can kind of see how she started because I know I'm interested to see how people rise up in the ranks because everyone's story is different. So just going through her, she worked as a creative associate at NBC she realized she wanted to be a writer, and soon became an apprentice on the sitcom Family Matters, and then on Fresh Prince of Bel Two years later, okay, what a start! What Come a start! Come, Come on. on. She then co-produced Moesha and Sister, Sister, and developed the TV series Soul Food for Television. Yeah, well, it great was series. movie first, yes, and so then yes. they developed it into a TV show. The movie and the show, Mwah. Chef's Kiss. I mean, great pieces of work. So um, love those shows. So, Soul Food, if you don't know, <laughs> became the longest-running drama in TV history to star a Black cast and earned several NAACP Image Awards. So, yes, Miss Alicia, you Come better. On. Come on. You better. Mm-hmm. So, she graduated from UCLA, and um, she had a Master of Fine Arts, and she and her three friends, Mar Brock Akil, who was the creator of Girlfriends and the Game, and who also worked on Moesha. Um, so she started a scholarship called Four Sisters with her. So it was her, Mara Rockekeel, Gina prince Bythewood who we talk about her all the time, and Sarah Finney Johnson, who was another OG in the game. They started the Four Sisters Scholarship in screenwriting, directing, and animation to support students interested in projects depicting African-American experience. So if you go to UCLA and you're interested, I believe that scholarship is still going on. Um, and it's a good scholarship too. I actually met one of the girls who got this scholarship, um, and she's brilliant. She's a director out here, so Come shout out to her. Come on. Um, but yeah, she's also worked as a co executive producer for the Team Drum series Gossip Girl. She worked as a co executive producer on the first season of this sci fi series Fringe um, before she left to be a writer on the DC comic series Team Titans. Static Shot was just. Yeah as well as other projects. So I think she has acted as well. Still mm, right I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but yeah, don't quote me, but I believe she's doing a little bit of acting too. I'm scared. I I'm really it. scared of this. And it. hopefully, you know, she continues to have a long, great career. And I do really appreciate all that she's done so far to open up the world of Black TV. So mm-hmm. shout out to you, Miss Felicia. Mm-hmm. Yes. This.
0: Give her all her awards, checks, all of it. Period. Yes. So um, the person I'm gonna highlight this week as a nigga you should know her name is Michaela Cole. Um, if you don't know of her, she is an in- English actress screenwriter director producer and singer um she's um known for creating and starring in a sitcom called chewing gum on netflix i loved that show it was so so funny it was on from 2015 to 2017 and it won a bafta which is the british arts whatever something awards for best female comedy performance and uh, the BBC one and HBO and now if you don't know of course she has an amazing 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 series on HBO called I May Destroy You Um, it is really really good trigger warning it does depict a lot of sexual assaults and honestly every time I I haven't finished it yet because it's literally destroying me every time it's super powerful it It may destroy you it truly like truly so just to prepare yourself if you haven't seen it but it's so well written so well done i mean i want to be michaela cole's cheekbones one day so i too <laughs> can be high in the sky child because i mean beautiful she's gorgeous um hey, you know, she...
1: costume What her cheeks
0: oh my god i am Michaela Cole's cheekbones because they are just <laughs> heavens to the heavens she's gorgeous um I don't know if she's been a professional mom but she should definitely be i mean please um so she's also um you know she's also been acting so she's she was in black mirror um the season of the 2017 2017 she was in a series called black earth rising which was also on netflix i did not see it because i was terrified but i know (laughs) um i know she did excellent i know she did excellent and then um she was starring as simone in the film uh, been so long in 2018, um, and she appeared in British Vogue's 2020 list of influential women. She already has neck, like not even neck. She has it right now. We were even talking about how she wasn't even involved in, you know, a part of the uh, Emmys this year, um, just because they missed the deadline. But I. I, I will be pissed if she's not nominated for something next year for sure like y'all should really check out um, I made a I made a you it is super super good even chewing gum chewing gum was hilarious so um, Yeah, shout out to Michaela Cole doing the damn thing Love her so much and yeah, make sure she gets all her checks all her ideas all of it I'm supporting and assist period and we all should and both of them Michaela Cole and uh, Felicia Henderson support their work they're great like two 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 great niggas like y'all should know period so yeah
1: facts totes agree like we said we hope that you follow the careers of everybody that we shouted out yes in our 44 episodes we what? shout out two peeps each time what? so make sure that you are looking these people up supporting their careers they deserve we all deserve but they deserve as well because they're talented folks and we believe in them, so that's why we shout them out. Yep, so yeah, and that's that's in the, the show. We what? got through another show, hopefully, I learned something. Like I okay. said, we're gonna put the link to that article that we talked mm-hmm. about in the description so that you can look it over. Please look it over, please think about what's being said and just level your expectation, guys, because it is. If you're going to go through our rejections industry. I hear that from everybody. So mm-hmm. you're just going to go through a lot of shit. So mm-hmm. be ready for it. Get your expectations right, but also work hard yep. and have some tough skin because you got to yes. have yep. to get in here. So yep. that's just it. But yeah, it's still fun. It's still yes. fun industry. And don't ever lose hope is what I have to say. Period. Yep.
0: And with that, y'all, you can catch us on Instagram at Tinseltown Tea. I think we are Mm -hmm. also on Facebook at Tinseltown Tea. Let us know if you have any resources that you want us to share and talk about. Um, We're all about supporting other screenwriters and other, you know, uh, what's the word, um, competitions and all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. um, let us know. Um, Keep your eyes open. I think conventions, not conventions, yeah, conventions or... Um, are happening now. I think it's like the African American um, film festivals holding one now. Um, mm. So um, look out for those. Um, award season is happening, so a lot of stuff is happening. So um, yeah, look out that. Look out for that stuff. Share, follow, like, subscribe, all the things. So yeah.
1: So all thank of y'all.
0: the things,
1: y'all. Yes. 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 So yeah. So yeah. Thank y'all. And and that that is it, y'all. Peace. Bye.